Well, it's the second week of December, and we're continuing with the holiday-themed episodes. And since last week was on Groundhog Day, we figured we'd also continue a secondary theme, which is rodents. So for this week's holiday rodent, we're covering... The The Easter Easter Bunny. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. What is this? Our podcast? Yeah, it is. It's called How Star Wars Is It. Have you heard of it? Oh, what's it about? Well, listeners, and this is a good example for you. This is how you tell your friend about the podcast. Okay. Um, It's about Star Wars, sort of. But it's about how (laughs) Star Wars things are. So the two hosts are really cool, and they're very sexy and strong and um, very kind and beautiful. And they talk every week about a different topic. And they rate it on a scale of one to ten of how of one to ten of how Star Wars it is. Um, so they're just like comparing things to Star Wars and seeing like what the most Star Warsy thing is. But also, it's like kind of fun and loose, and they don't take themselves too seriously. You know? Well, that is a really good way to tell your friends, <laughs> especially the thing about them being sexy and strong. Yeah, very strong, very powerful. <laughs> strong made me laugh more than any of the other like words you used to describe us. <laughs> And they're strong. <laughs> they're strong. They could, they, my podcast host could beat up your podcast host. Yes, yeah, right. I uh, yeah. I ran cross country in middle school, and we had uh, buttons like that you could you know you know buttons. I, I don't know why I was going to qualify what that meant. A fucking button, and it said on it, "My sport is your sport's punishment." Oh, dude, yeah, I love that cross country attitude. <laughs> That's true, which though. is like the, a way of saying like. Um, Oh, we have to differentiate ourselves because, like, we're nothing and football's fun to watch. Well, well, um. <laughs> well, we're better at well, I mean, well, well, my sport is what you do when you get in trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Undoubtedly better athletes than the football players, but, you know, oh, definitely yeah, got to have me? some sassy Are you buttons. kidding me? <laughs> oh, no, I am not kidding. I, I would um, never. But, yeah, you described it exactly how everyone else should describe it to their friends in a, like, minute-and-a-half-long sentence that sort of meandered. Because <laughs> rep- that only sort of captures our hour-and-change-long episodes that mostly meander. Yeah, it's, it's, but, uh, it's very But this week, we're going we're gonna to rate and review our first-ever, like, what, cultural character? A <laughs> mythical figure, a mascot. Holiday mascot? Yeah, mascot, yeah. as it what were. What are some of the holiday mascots? Of course, there's Santa. We got Santa Claus. And all of the Christmas-associated things, like Rudolph and Frosty and all that shit. I was about Grinch. to say the Tooth Fairy, but there's not a holiday associated with the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> and if there were, that would be No, terrible. there's not. <laughs> in uh, in the Fairly Odd Parents, so uh, they would have they had a- the April Fool, and he was basically Jerry Seinfeld. Like he's mm-hmm. like he was like a classic '80s stand-up comic. Um, who else did they have? They had the Easter Bunny, and he was like a sort of like a gruff New Yorker. Now, we've got um, the let's see, Thanksgiving has a turkey, but that's not really like an actual character. There's Baby New Year. You got Baby New Year. You got Father. I feel like Time. Uncle Sam gets somewhat bunched into Fourth of July. That's true, um, but not like a good perfect. There's like a leprechaun. Cupid. St. Patrick's Day, yeah, we got Cupid. Okay, so this is not like, the Easter Bunny isn't 
you know, unheard of. The only of. one, right? Um, and this is the month of holidays, right? It's the it's this is the happy holidays. This by is the, the way. holiday season. Also, I do love that, and I know that like we're doing <laughs> all holiday themed episodes, but I do love the idea of like. Like we do, like when I mean, it's like, oh, it's the holiday season, and we should be like, it should be all the holidays. Like we should not just be like the ones in these couple months. Like we should just do them all at the end of the year, every holiday. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a fun new thing. Like, <laughs> let's just like load them up at There's the very end. There's just like a month of the year that like all companies like cease to work. <laughs> yeah, for a whole month, you just don't do anything, and everyone's like, party. What's your holiday? It's right now. Let's freaking do this. Yeah, interesting. I wonder what it would uh, look like if you were to take every, um, well, we'll just say like the U.S., like observed okay. holidays, and just put them like day in a row, like every day. You know, like we get, say, I don't know if every company is this way, but we get Christmas Eve, or we might get like a half day on Christmas Eve this year. But like in the past, we have gotten Christmas Eve off and Christmas Day off. And so by we, Mike does two. mean this podcast. And I, I will yeah. I will let Mike only have half the day off for Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, but like for days you get off or maybe even just days that like people like kind of actually observe, you know, like people don't really necessarily do anything for St. Patrick's Day other than like right. whatever the closest day of the to that that's on a weekend. People just get shit faced or whatever. But like. If you took all the holidays that you somewhat observe and put them all together, like how many days would that be? Hmm, I think I've heard this riddle before, so let me see. Um, is this a segment of these are riddles? Are we doing these are riddles right now? All right. Well, I'll just go ahead and t- tell you the answer. The horse's name is, is Arbor Day. Oh, okay. That is my favorite thing to do. Is anytime someone starts saying a riddle, I will just be like, "The doctor was his mother," or whatever bullshit, <laughs> and they love it. They think it's so funny every time. Right, sure. Yeah, they do. They think I'm hilarious. <laughs> but this is about the Easter Bunny. Now, Mike. Josiah. Do you... Okay, do you believe in the Easter Bunny? <laughs> I knew that's what you are going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Um, I, I, I do, um, because I have reaped the benefits of the belief, which is to say I've done many an Easter egg hunt. Okay. Um, there is a very hilarious, cute picture that I'm sure I could get my hands on before this episode airs and we could put it online, but um, of me as like a little, little boy and my grandma. And that was during the time where anytime someone took a picture of me, if I was aware of it, I posed like a Power Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the two of us and we're both wearing like jammies. And I had just gotten like a basket full of Easter eggs and I was wearing like Easter sunglasses with like little chicks on it. Oh yes. The Um, the classic Easter sunglasses. Whether or not we can find that picture is, is TBD. There is a picture though of me that I, I post it all the time, and I'm sure now that I've mentioned it, I'll post it for sure uh, uh, through the Hisui Instagram at How Star Wars Is It? Mm-hmm. Um, of me sitting on the lap as one might do with Santa Claus. Sure. With this like. <laughs> I'm teeny and it's this like dude like older man in an Easter bunny costume but like there's no face oh which no. is to say the costume has no face so it's just the guy's face mm. and he has these like big like Woody Allen glasses oh, and God. my teeny little cute probably three-year-old face is so sad well yeah <laughs> I'm like sad and scared at the same time I'm sad listening it's a to great that. picture 
Like I just I'll got... send it to you right now while we're doing this. <laughs> oh god, I'm so I got very sad just listening to that description. because uh, that is that is that is really challenging. Yeah. Challenging it's, thing it's, to hear. It's really good. The so okay. As I've mentioned before, uh I was a good Christian boy. And sure. my family I grew up pretty religious, not like uh to the cult point, but very much observing uh, uh, Christian stuff. So to that end, um, I never, my family never did any of the fake things. Like they never, like we never did. I mean, I say fake things. Like we didn't do Santa. We didn't do the tooth fairy. We didn't do the Easter bunny. Right. No, you do the real things. Like the son of God was born in a barn. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, exactly. He we was, do the real he things died like Jesus and Christ came back died from the, the cross for our sins. Exactly. <laughs> um, All right. But, but yeah, like we, uh, and I don't know exactly why we didn't do them, but we just never did. And so I grew up without that sense of wonder or belief um, uh, uh, for anything really, which, you know, as I grew up to be an adult extended to, you know, God, but whatever it was, when I was little, it was just for, you know, Santa and the tooth fairy and stuff. But so I right. never believed that there was an actual bunny. And I, but I had friends who did, who like believed in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely that asshole that would be like, it's not real. Man. <laughs> but like, it is, it is very weird to me that we put on that sort of like facade of the Easter bunny for children. Cause it could just be, we hid some eggs. We, the adults hid some eggs and you've got to go find the eggs. Like, why, right. do we, why do we put this extra... I get, like, I kind of understand, like, the idea of, like, Santa, um, you know, this, like, magical figure bringing presents. I kind of get that. I kind of get, like, the Tooth Fairy thing. Like, it's fun. But I don't understand how the Easter Bunny enhances like, the fun. Like, came to be. Yeah, yeah I don't understand right. how that enhances I... the fun of, like, an Easter egg hunt. Well, and it also doesn't even make sense that a bunny is the one hiding eggs. Yeah, what's You're, what's you're the, right. What, like, it could just be, like... Oh, like the community, like the, the the moms who volunteer at the church hid a bunch of eggs. Yeah, why is it, what is the fiction with the bunny and why is it make yeah. it more fun? Like the other stuff That's I kind of get. I'm sure there's like a, like an academic answer to that. It would be worth like finding out. Maybe. I'm going to look up the Easter Bunny real quick, see if I can find any. Did you any see the dirt. picture I sent you? Where did you send it? Is it on Skype? Oh, I texted it to you. Oh, you texted it to me. Okay. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did. Yeah. Oh so no, bad. it is very bad. <laughs> oh Mike, oh Mike, you're making the saddest face. <laughs> it's the saddest. I think that might actually be Woody Allen. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right about the glasses. Really, literally, really upsetting. Oh, that is so sad. <laughs> but that cute little primary colors outfit that I'm wearing. Yeah, you you look like a <laughs> you look like a like a like a doll, like a toy. Like that's what a toy <laughs> little boy would wear. <laughs> Yeah, from like the 1800s. Yeah. Yes. You look like a like a doll that has is like haunted but is like from the old times. Yeah. And used to be really sweet and now is very like mean. Okay. Yeah. But boy god, did I love oh. finding easter eggs. I think that is so fun. It is I think fun. it's fun that we hunt. use the term easter eggs to mean like a hidden thing to discover you know like in a movie or a video game or like you know i work in museums and a lot of times museum exhibits sort of uh build in easter eggs that it's like oh you you walked to the right part of the room and Mm -hmm. it set off a sensor and you got and now you're arrested or whatever yeah right right. (laughs) you can't you can't be over here 
Um, you walk to a certain part of the room and it's not a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Um, so, okay. This originated among German Lutherans and it was the Easter Hare. Originally, play, mm. this is, this is kind of dark, originally played the role of a judge evaluating whether children were good or oh. disobedient in behavior at the start of the Eastertide season, mm-hmm. uh, which is grim. Um, like yeah. the Brothers Grimm? Yeah, I know, but yes, kind of. But yeah, apparently it was a German tradition and they bring the eggs, um, which is weird. Uh, it is very weird because like and like as a good Christian boy, the we loved to talk about how like all these pagan symbols became associated with like Christianity and stuff. And the Easter Bunny is just right. one that is so funny to me and the idea of like Easter and the eggs and stuff because it is so far removed from, yeah, from the like holiday, a lot from the actual removed. holiday of Easter, like what the day itself is about. It is right. it's wildly removed and I think it's very it's just so funny to me. Um, and I don't get it, which I also don't get Halloween. Um, we, which I think we probably, I talked about in the Halloween episode, but we're recording these in advance and Halloween like just happened. And I like talked to, I like texted all my siblings and was like, everybody have fun and stay strong on this day that none of us understand. Um, and you know, keep, keep up, keep, keep it going. And like, they all responded like, yeah, I literally every year I'm like, why is everyone so into this? That's so funny. So like, it's your whole family. Yeah. It's our whole family. We're all just like, I don't get it. We just missed it. That's hilarious. So I missed out on the Easter Bunny too. Um, unfortunately, we did. We did do no, like egg it. hunts and stuff, and we would have like presents on Easter sometimes. Like not presents, like treats. Yeah, uh, like a basket with maybe like a DVD. Yeah, like a VeggieTales <laughs> DVD and like yeah. some chocolate. Like it was fun. Yeah, yeah. But what sure. I but what I had to do you, on Easter? Are you a a peeps stan? No, I don't like. I don't. I don't care about those things. I sure don't either. They, Allie likes them. Ugh. The. The thing that I had to do on Easter most often was go to the Easter sunrise service, which oh. was terrible. Um, like literally the sun rising? Yeah. So we would go out to this like outdoor amphitheater thing and there would be this worship service like literally right before the sun rose. Wait a second. An outdoor amphitheater? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which was, it was very neat and beautiful because it was like in the state park and it was, uh, mm. you know, uh, the backdrop. And then they like do the uh, uh, the service, this worship, and then there's like a message, and then like you're sitting there shivering your freaking balls off because it's so cold because <laughs> it's like five in the morning, and then the sun slowly rises and it's very pretty, but you're like eight years old and you're like, why the fuck am I here? I have to go to school tomorrow. This sucks. <laughs> and every time I had to, every time, and then like I'm pretty sure at a certain point, I think like in high school, my parents were like, you guys don't have to go if you don't want to, but like. But, like, we did have to go because you couldn't yeah, just be right. like, well, I'm not going to go this time. Oh, well, okay. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So we would go every time and it was the worst every time because <laughs> it's, like, so early in the morning and you're already, like, especially when you got to be a teenager, you're like, all I want to do on the weekend is sleep. And now you're making me get up at, like, 430 to go sit and have church an hour and a half earlier than I normally have <laughs> church. This is terrible. Yeah. So, so you definitely weren't ever given the sort of... This is all from the Easter, but like, like there was not like a fiction oh, sort of enforced. I'm, I'm sure we had some version of that at some point, but it, it was certainly never the Santa or even honestly like the tooth fairy level of like, oh yeah, like this is from the Easter bunny. Like right. I, I, maybe we did, but I sure don't remember it as such. I, I wonder if listeners... Did you have an Easter bunny sort of like given to you mythologically that you're like, you were under the impression that 
Easter treats came to you from the Easter Bunny in the same way that the Tooth Fairy left you money or the 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 Santa Claus gave you the presents? Mm-hmm. The Santa Claus. If if so, uh, tweeted us hashtag, uh, hashtag Easter Truther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag Easter Truther. I'm sure yeah. there's a, that would be great if there was an actual hashtag of Easter Truth, and it's just a bunch of like very religious <laughs> Christians trying to take back Easter. They're like, yeah, no bunnies. Should say Easter Bunny Truther. Easter Bunny Truther. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was just never. It was never a thing. And I yeah, think no, he's weird. He, and he definitely seems. I, I I suppose he it they feel like the lowest stakes of holiday mascots. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, or like of like. Pulling the wool over the eyes of a child mascots, like because in that I'm including the tooth fairy. Sure. Uh, like, oh yeah, it's Easter Bunny. <laughs> right. I don't. I feel like no kid is like the Easter Bunny's not real. Oh no. Like not yeah, like. Yeah. Or like that that the Easter Bunny is like their personal like holiday hero. Right. Uh, it's not like in although Hugh Jackman did voice the Easter Bunny in what uh that one movie about all the holiday people. Oh, Van Helsing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that freaking movie, dude? Oh, I got to find this. So there, there was a, like, holiday... You know how every, every so often they make those holiday movies where they're like... Yeah, like the Emoji movie. Yeah, exa- yeah. it's like the Emoji movie, but it's like all the holiday people. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got to find it real quick. Hugh Jackman, Easter Bunny. Yep, 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 yep. Here we are. Yeah, that's going to be Rise of the Guardians, which uh, if you oh, didn't brother. realize from the name is a sort of Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, weird. But yeah, so Santa Claus, who's voiced by Alec Baldwin, uh, the Easter Bunny, Hugh Jackman, and the Tooth Fairy, Isla Fisher, uh, are the Guardians, which are immortal, blah, 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 and they protect the world's children from darkness and despair. And then Why is Jack- the Tooth Fairy always a part? Like we we have independently stumbled upon a thing that a movie did, which is like two creatures that sort of represent gift giving on a holiday, and then also like their sort of like cousin. Yeah, and <laughs> the also Tooth Fairy. Also, two figures associated with religious holidays, and then just yeah, like someone, Christian holidays, and then someone who takes teeth, which is like a rite of passage thing in like every society, but isn't uh, isn't related to a specific like holiday. Very yeah, weird. Yeah, right. It's so funny too that like the when you just read the thing about the Easter hare came from like judging if children have been good or bad, which is essentially the premise behind Santa probably yeah. as well in terms of its origin, you know, like did did you ever by the way read Grant Morrison's Klaus comic book? No. It was like a gritty reboot of or like a gritty telling of the story of Santa Claus basically. Amazing. Um and I imagine it pulled from actual like folklore of of you know Nordic times, um, of whatever that time might have been. But it's it's great. I I I can't imagine. I still have it. I got rid of a lot of comics, but so um, it's it's cool. It's worth reading. The I do but, like yeah. why why uh, like that just seems like such a lazy thing, <laughs> of like just being like. Okay, we got a holiday coming up soon, right? Let's just say that some fucking thing is making sure you're not being bad. We don't. We're we're so tired of parenting these children. Well, so, they okay. don't know anything yet, but they're acting up, <laughs> and I'm tired of telling them that their behavior is bad. Right? They they don't know why. Let's they're... get like a what? I don't know, like a lizard. That okay? Can we, can we do like the Fourth of July lizard? One thing I is making sure that you're not telling lies. <laughs> July lizard. He's the lizard. You're not supposed to lie on Fourth of July. 
Yeah. The Fourth of July is right. Wow. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Wow. You didn't even mean to do that. And I didn't. It was really good. I'm a poet, and I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> the so that is like I love in our sort of I guess like maybe the last ten years, but like Elf on the Shelf has become that thing. Oh where my like someone God. had that idea, and then like parents ran with it, and now like so many like of young parents I know have Elf on the Shelf a- right. as like it's like well that's how Santa knows what you're doing because that yeah, that right. little elf like reports back to Santa, and I'm like whoever made that up is such a fucking genius like they right. are that that is such a good terrible awful idea to scare children because yeah i worked in child it's like care. putting a nanny cam in your house <laughs> yes and i worked in childcare for a long time in high school and college and like these kids believe this stuff like they believe yeah. it it is very real to them um and the uh like we could scare them when it was getting close to the holidays by literally saying we were going to call Santa Claus if they were bad. Like we would tell them we were going right. to call him. And then we changed right. one of the teacher's names to Santa in someone's phone and called them one time to prove to them that we could do That's it. That's hilarious. And like they, I, I remember that happening on desperate housewives. I know that I bring that up all the time, <laughs> but I want to say it was like season one, Lynette Scavo played by Felicity Huffman, RIP. I mean, she's not dead, but like she's bad. Um, <laughs> Might as well um, be dead. And and she said to like her her boys were acting up, and she said to them like, "You better shape up, or so help me, I will call Santa. I have his cell phone number." Yeah, and and, and it works. <laughs> like it works. Like the, especially the little kids. Like the ones our older kids would like not. I, I like they would. Pro- they would. The, th- the funny thing is, they would still believe in Santa, but they wouldn't believe that we had his number. Like that was the right. step too far well, for that's, him. That's what uh, he sees you when you're sleeping. Kind of gets you. He he's still somewhat abstract, and I bet you that like. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like if you were to study a bunch of kids pre-elf on the shelf and then a bunch of kids post-elf on the shelf, the sort of concrete, we have a security camera in our house aspect of of the elf on the shelf would like trigger more kids toward like, you know, uh, paranoia. Yeah, or, like, or, I gotta know, be careful. Word might and be. also yeah. if I do mess up, I have this proof right here that it's going to go right, right to the big man himself. Right. Because there's sort of this like um, disconnect where it's like, well, if I'm bad, how does he find out? But you know, if there's a freaking elf narking on you the whole time. Right. Like a little narc elf. So okay. two things about the elf on the shelf before we return to the Easter bunny. Uh, one is I played him as a character in a Christmas show that mm-hmm. we did two years in a row. Um, we wrote different sketches to, to pad out the second year, not pad out, but we like threw away some sketches and wrote some new ones. But I did this solo character as the elf on the shelf and it was a lot of fun. I guess that's the end of that story. (laughs) Um, but then, uh, um, the other thing was, I remember this, this may have been now like five years ago or so, but I was talking about, we had an elf on the shelf in the classroom that I worked in for a year. I, I worked at a grade school and, uh, my mom, we were t- we were talking one time, and she was like, "Man, thank God that that stuff happened after you guys were older, because I just I couldn't. It, it just seems like so much work, mm-hmm. even if you're not doing like the different Pinterest things of like, oh my gosh, guys, come downstairs. The elf on the shelf is playing with your dinosaur toys. Right. You know, like even if you didn't do that, it would still be sort of a pain in the ass because you'd have to like remember where you put him. And I think part of the mythos is like he moves around your house every yeah, night or I whatever. So, yeah. Like, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, 
Come on, Pinterest moms. You didn't all have to jump on this. Right. Make it a little easier. Because now every kid needs to have enough on the shelf. Oh, like, for sure. Well, and what, a, what a weird obligation. Okay, and that, that's the thing that, okay, that's the thing that, like, the problematic thing with Santa in the first place is like, you know, well, how come he brings the rich kids really nice toys and then the poor kids don't right. get fuck all? And so yeah. then, like, yeah. the, the elf on the shelf raises other questions where it's like, well, how come he's got spies in all the rich kids' houses? Or the Pinterest right. mom's houses. And how come there's no spy in my house? Like, Right. Or like, how come our elf on the shelf does funny, weird stuff with my Barbies and like our, our microwave? <laughs> I don't like that. Does funny no, weird stuff. No, like, not like phone. creepy stuff, but like having tea parties. No, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Just the this the phrase itself was just surprising to hear out of Doing context. weird stuff with our Barbies? <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. You mean like, yeah, uh, you just mean tea parties. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, right. But yeah, it's like it raises a lot of questions. I mean, I think that's and that was like my issue with uh, stuff when I was little too. Where anytime like my friends would talk about these mythical creatures, the knowledge that they didn't that we weren't doing them very much cemented right. the idea that like oh, parents lie about a lot of stuff. Like, parents are just making a lot of stuff <laughs> up. Right. What a what a crazy thing though to think about. Like we were just talking about this uh, on a in the car. We we took a little trip this weekend and like. Uh, like you have to tell your kid everything mm-hmm. for for years like you have to tell them like why you have a shadow or right. like you they have know, no like, context it's just they they don't understand anything <laughs> yeah and like you have to so of course at some point you're like look you got to be good or santa will hear <laughs> he'll know yeah, it, it's definitely a shortcut it's a lot easier uh yeah. to just say that and be like santa's out there than it is to be like, okay, well, as humans, we all have like a moral and ethical obligation to each other and to ourselves. And like, you don't, right. you want to make sure, like, you know, if you're put it, it's a lot easier to be like, well, that elf right there, he's going to fucking tell on you. He's going to fucking tell on and, you, dude. And it's, it's both a shortcut, but it's also sort of like the society, like they all agreed upon that like kids are supposed to think Santa brings them presents. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> like, it's, it's, you can't tell your four-year-old that that's not real because the four-year-old will tell other four-year-olds, you know, like... Yeah, which is what, which is why my parents... What a weird thing! Which is why my parents are, like, insane people because they did tell their five-year-old that Santa wasn't <laughs> real, and then he did tell... My older brother did tell the rest of his kindergarten class that Santa wasn't real, and he did get in trouble, and then right. he did tell me when I was, like, three or four. So, like... They ruined it for a lot of <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah, and they're doing like a somewhat like upstanding thing, which is to be like, "Look, life ain't fair, baby." <laughs> yeah, it's this weird thing where like, <laughs> it's really weird. There's a lot of things as a parent where you're like, every parent like collectively agrees, like, "Okay, we're just gonna lie to our kids for about like 15 years, and then we're gonna start <laughs> telling them the truth about some things." And like, it's more like, okay, you're going to lie to your kids for a long time. And then like, as they get older, occasionally, I'm going to reveal some truths to you. And like Santa and the Easter Bunny and a lot of those things are very much just like a collective. Okay. We're going to lie for a while. And then like, once they start asking questions about it or whatever, we'll like, we'll be like, okay, well, here's what's actually going on. We'll break it down a little easily. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, and I, I like, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting out because I think it's kind of this beautiful, weird cultural thing no, it's, that I, it's great I think it's like, very fun you believe in magic until you're like 11 or 12 <laughs> yeah and then like and I think there's like and then it becomes this different magic where you're like oh well like we can sort of create our own magic through like right. just deciding that these things are true uh and then like also you know 
telling other people about him and like doing the things that Santa or the Easter Bunny would do. Yeah. I actually saw this really cool Which, thing. Which, hey, I hate to I hate to tie it back to the premise of the podcast, but that's kind of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw Star Wars as a kid, you'd be like, whoa, magic is real. And then when you see it as an adult, you're like, oh, I see. These are stories, and you're supposed to take from them what you will, but then also like movie-making magic is real. Yes. <laughs> that Okay, going off on that, so the other day uh, I was uh, working in front of house for one of the shows here. They're doing they they were doing Peter and the Star Cat Star Catcher. Oh, I saw that on Broadway. Yeah, it's a fun show. Um, it's great or off Broadway, I suppose it was, but it's no- in New York City. Yeah, it's nothing like the book that it's based on, which my fa- all my family read because we were all big Dave Barry oh. fans. Uh, I see, <laughs> like like we all were in the early th- in the early aughts. Um, but anyway, so this, this, like this mom and her kid came up and he was like maybe three, uh, no older than four, definitely no older than four. And he was adorable. He was wearing like a unicorn hoodie, which was amazing. <laughs> uh, very cute. Like was talking to me cause he had to wait in line. Um, and he was like, I was telling him like how the tickets worked and like when we were going to open the door and stuff. And he was like, and then we go inside and see the play. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his mom was like, T-, they're like, tell him what the first, is this your first play you're going to see? And he's like, yeah. And like the idea I want to know so bad what little kids think when they see a play for the first time, because like they've seen movies and TV, but then like when they see a play, I'm like, did they like, what is going on in their brain? Like, are they Yeah, right? like, it's probably different for every kid. Like, are they smart enough probably to know like, well, this is, these are real people. But then I'm like, do they know though? Like, where's the fourth wall for them? Like, does it exist? Or are they like so into the fiction because they're, you know, three years old and I desperately wish I could like read a three-year-old's mind when they see a play for the first time because I think yeah, it would be that's so interesting. really interesting. I I uh, we you know I do Storytown, the music improv show for kids, and like the real like sweet spot for an age is like in that kind of like five, six, seven range because they're like completely on board. Oh yeah, but they're also not like scared that adults are doing. A show, you know, are what being I mean? like, like loud in front of them. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I had a, a coworker who had a young daughter who was probably like maybe three or four at the time, and they came, and she was kind of like not into it. Yeah, and and I think because it, it was the first time she had ever seen anything live like that, and she, I think she just didn't get it. She's like, like, like these uh, aren't the Wiggles, uh, these aren't the Backyardigans. I don't know who these yes. guys are. Like she didn't know what to do with it because we were right there with her and we were being loud and crazy and yeah it's like you're right that is that is a very like fascinating idea because like i feel like when i saw star wars like i I understood what movies were right but like i was still like very into the fiction of it all and but like i I can't remember the first play i saw and i I really wish i could remember like how i reacted because i think that's such a will be such a strange like into into the fiction, but aware that it was fiction. Too. Yes, exactly. And I'm sure, like yeah. little kids, which I feel like as little kids, we also thought that about the Easter Bunny. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a, a certain sense of disconnect most of the time. Like maybe not as much for Santa, but I think with the Easter Bunny, a lot of time there is this sense of like, oh, this is just for fun. They're like saying it was Easter right. Bunny, but like I get it. So the Easter Bunny is weird in that way, where it's like it's not as I don't know. People aren't as like hardcore about the fiction of the Easter Bunny as they are about like Santa Claus. 
Right. How have we talked more in depth about analyzing the Easter Bunny than we have like anything recently? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it's like so obtuse that we like feel like we sort of have to. Also, we haven't. We talked about the Elf on the Shelf for ten minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we've been talking about holiday mascots <laughs> more than just the uh, more than just the Easter Bunny. Um, speaking of holiday mascots, should we jump into the um? Oh gosh, what's a holiday? The Father's the Day, Day Sarlacc Pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sponsored by Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> the Tostitos Sarlacc Pit. <laughs> the place where we go to do our ads is also sponsored by another <laughs> another thing. Yeah, That's a level right. right there. I love that. That is a lot of levels. Uh, yeah, let's get on in. What's your favorite bowl game? <laughs> I don't care about any of them. I don't either, but I love that they're all like the name right. of whatever company. The Tostitos them. Rose Bowl or whatever. Yeah, right. It's terrible. I, I do hate that about every stadium and every like thing like that where it's like, welcome to AT&T Stadium. It's like, well, that yeah. sucks. That's yeah, boring. Right. Even, Which is me. funny because I remember thinking like, wow, it's really cool that there are still a few holdouts, you know, like Wrigley Field. And I was like, yeah. wait, no, that's that's a company. <laughs> yeah, it's a company from Wrigley is gum. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, you know, it was they, they got on it way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as opposed to now. Although like Soldier Field in Chicago, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, it is was that a called- name? Or is that like of the soldiers? Soldier Field is where the Bears play. It's the Bears stadium. No, I know, but is that is is Soldier in reference to like the U.S. soldiers, or is oh, it well, like a person? Let me tell name? you, Mike. So I used to give Segway tours downtown. And I know a thing or two. Uh, Wait a second, is this a Segway? Yo, um, unfortunately, no. It is just a fact. And then we. <laughs> But no, so it was originally called, I think, Municipal Field because it's a city-owned field. Mm. Uh, it's owned by, like, that, that stadium is owned by the city of Chicago. Uh-huh. So it was originally called Municipal Field, I think, and then they renamed it Soldier Field in honor of the U.S. Uh, uh, military armed oh, forces. Oh, cool. So that is um, the, that's neat. Yeah. So it's based, it's named the soldiers, which is also why uh, anytime they make changes or what updates to the, that field, it's, like, a big deal in Chicago because it's literally funded by, like, tax dollars because it's owned by the city of Chicago. Um, well, yeah. speaking of segues, mm-hmm. should we <laughs> jump into the pit? Let's do it, baby. And <coughs> we're, we're back. back. Oh, I like, coughed when I said that. <coughs> God. All right. I'm okay. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back from the Tostitos Sarlacc pit. <laughs> the Tostitos Father's Day Sarlacc pit. <laughs> so, I've got the game for today about the Easter Bunny, and I bet you can guess what it's about. Can you guess what it's about? Is it about the Easter Bunny? No, it's about Easter eggs in Star Wars. And oh, nice. Star Wars Easter eggs. So first off, I did some research for this, and I was getting frustrated. And I want to talk <laughs> about the difference between an Easter egg uh, yes. and a reference. Okay. Because a lot of times, they like I was looking up Easter eggs in Star Wars, and then also like Easter eggs about Star Wars, references to Star Wars, other things. Yes. And some of them I was like, it's not an Easter egg if they say Yoda. Right. Like, right. One that I came when I was looking up Easter eggs in other movies, one that came up a lot was in Back to the Future when Marty McFly puts on the weird thing and tries to scare his young dad. And he's like, I'm Darth Vader from the planet yeah, Vulcan right. or whatever. And they're like, that's a Star Wars Easter egg. I'm like, no, yeah, no, that's that's a it, reference. The, it, it is necessary for the dialogue to even like 
make any sense. Like, he's making references to other things that don't exist yet in the 50s. Like, it's not like there's a picture of Darth Vader, like, hidden in the background. Yes, 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 <laughs> it's exactly. It's part of the dialogue if, if that's being in... presented to us. <laughs> yes, if there was a comic book in uh, Crispin Glover's <laughs> yeah. room that had Darth Vader right. on it, like, that would be an Easter egg. Right. And it wouldn't make much sense, but it would that would be an Easter egg. Just saying Darth Vader or saying, like, Luke Skywalker or Yoda right. or like having a Yoda action figure being played mm-hmm. with in like Stranger Things. That's not a fucking Easter egg. That's just a thing. Like that's Especially not. Especially if like, like attention Yoda... is called to it. Like they're yes, in, in solo the a action... Star Wars story in that room that Paul Bettany, the bad guy, like his like trophy room. Apparently there's just like a litany of Star Wars Easter eggs in there. And those count as Easter eggs because yes. they're like in the background and they're not calling attention to themselves, yes. but like if you read whatever like weird ass like Han Solo book from like 1990 or whatever, you'd be like, "Hey, that's that thing." <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly, and like to to that point, when Lando's doing his little uh, uh, audio journal thing, those are apparently also a reference to a couple of expanded universe uh, Lando uh, like books. Okay, and like that's an Easter egg. Like stuff like that is an Easter egg. But it was just so frustrating because there were so many articles that were like. This thing, they said... And I'm like, that's just a reference, guys. Right. That's not an Easter egg. Come on. I expect more from these listicles. <laughs> okay. But anyway, this game is Star Wars Easter eggs. So I'm going to give you some Easter eggs. Okay. About Star Wars or in Star Wars, related to Star Wars. Now, you've got to tell me true or false if they actually exist. Because some of these I have made up. Some of these I have twisted a little bit. <laughs> Um, so some of them are true, some of them are entirely fictional, and some of them I've just twisted. So you got to tell me true, false. And if you know the correct ones, you can tell me, because I know you know a lot of Star Wars trivia. So Got it. So this is true or false is what essentially I will true be or false. telling you. Yes. Okay, okay. Bonus points if you can tell me uh, the actual one if it is false. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So number one, you can see R2-D2 and C-3PO featured for a brief moment in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, oh gosh. That's that's either 100% true or it's true, but you named a, the wrong Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I think it's that. I think it's in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You are correct. Yes. It is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Gotcha. <laughs> Very nice. Sticking with... They're like hieroglyphics. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, just a little subtle thing over there. Sticking with Indiana Jones, the noise of the big evil fire lava pit thing opening in Temple of Doom is the same noise as Darth Vader's lightsaber makes when it turns on. Oh, gosh. I don't remember Temple of Doom very well, um, but I feel like that would have stuck out in my mind better if, if that were true. So I'm going to say false, but I don't know what it is. It is true. Wow. Yeah. Very. I know that old tricky. Ben Burt worked on both of those franchises, but. And the Wilhelm scream that. and all that stuff. Sure. So one more Indiana Jones. In Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Didn't see it. <laughs> Indiana Jones utters the famous line, I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, um. That sucks, and I heard that movie sucks, so I'm going to say true. <laughs> that you're correct. It is true, and also, that is not an Easter egg. That is a reference yeah, to right. another movie. Like I feel like that's not an it's Easter like egg. It's like a wink. Yeah, exactly. It'd be Yeah, so anyway, I, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Okay, 
Ryan Johnson, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Johnson, referenced a yes. cast member's dog as a new alien in the casino scene in Last Jedi. Hmm. Probably. You're right. It is true. It, it was it was a Carrie Fisher's dog, Gary, who is apparently pretty oh, famous. Oh, that. Yeah, and has like yeah, a lopsided yeah, yeah. tongue coming out His, thing. His like, tongue hangs out. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, Gary yeah. the dog looking alien. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I want to see that. Now. I know. It was kind of touching. I was like, that's really sweet. Um, this one you're going to get. You can see E.T.'s race of aliens in the Senate mm-hmm. meeting in Phantom Menace. You can see E.T.'s in the Senate. I didn't. I don't know. I guess that is in Phantom Menace. It is in Phantom Menace. Yep. I would have guessed it was in a later movie, but yeah. It's in, it, uh, I, I, I thought about tricking you, but I didn't. And they are all for the um, removal of Chancellor Valorum in uh, mm-hmm. exchange for Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, they're, so they're all for they it. They are canonically uh, wishy, like very easy to hoodwink. Apparently, yeah. Um, okay, this one's fun. I'm gonna let you know if they're fun or not every time before now. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can actually see Star Wars action figures on the Millennium Falcon in Return of the Jedi if you pause at the right time. Oh, Jesus. Um, you said it's fun, and if that weren't true, then then okay, that's that's fine. So I'm going to say it is true because you prefaced it by saying it was fun. False. It's not true. <laughs> but the reason it's fun is because you can see a Star Wars poster in the oh. model of the Tantive Four, which is the first spaceship that you see in A New Hope. Yeah. So if you pop, if you can in through the window of the ship, you can see the Star Wars A New Hope poster, like th- or just Star Wars because it was New Hope through the window, which I think is wild that the model. Wait, makers... you can see the poster for Star Wars in Star Wars? Yes, in the Tantive Four. I, I don't know if it's uh, made it through to the later editions, but like in the model of the Tantive Four that they used in the movie, there is a poster of Star Wars that you can see through the window. That is crazy. Isn't that wild? But yeah, just a nice little wink from the creators. Okay. <clears throat> this one's also fun. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this one is a fun one. This one's fun. So, someone loses an arm or a hand in every Marvel Phase 2 movie as an homage to Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my God. Um, so, Phase 2... It, uh, is anything that happened after the first Avengers movie? Yeah, after and then anything that happened Avengers before... and like Age of Ultron slash yeah, Ant-Man. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, geez. Uh, maybe I I guess that's that's like super crazy. So I'm gonna say true. It is. It's true. That's nuts. Yeah. Apparently, it was kind of a happy accident because Kevin Kevin Feige was has talked about it before. It was like the, I think the first two. Like the first movie or two in that phase, like someone lost an arm or a hand and then they realized that and they just kept doing it because they were like, well, this is the middle part of our saga. So like as a reference to um, specifically Empire Strikes Back slash every Star Wars movie, someone loses a hand. But really crazy. Isn't that nuts? That that sounds like a how Star Wars is it idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like I know, right? Like a weird like stretch of a premise and sort of shoehorned onto a greater thing, but then it's sort of like, well, that doesn't even really add up. Right, and then being like, it's Star Wars. Look at it. We made it Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, weird. Okay, 
George Lucas wanted the pod race announcers to be played by Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles, and of whose line is it anyway? And he mm-hmm. made them a two alien as a reference to the popular whose line game, Two Headed Expert. Um, I don't know if that's what started it, but one of the aliens is played by whose line star Greg Proops, but not Colin or Ryan. So I'm going to say somewhat false. You're right. I made up all of that, um, but oh. <laughs> Greg Proops is one of the voices. You are correct. And the other one was like another comedy guy who was like a pal of his, but like they both, I think they both originally recorded in English and then they like made the one guy like come back and re-record everything in Hutties. <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, Apparently they also switched their character names like afterwards, which is also weird. Bede and Fode? Yeah. Yeah. Um, very weird, but I actually heard on a pocket, some po- another podcast recently, they talked about how they were like, oh, Greg Proops was the voice of them. And they were like, why didn't they just make a Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles if they're getting yeah, who's like people, funny. that would have been perfect. And I was like, that's true. That's like a, you know, sliding doors, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, JJ Abrams included R2D2 and C3PO in both Star Trek films that he directed. Oh... I really want that to be true, that because that's fun. Um, false. You're right, because it was just R two D two. Oh no way! Yeah, so you, there's there is a small shot of R two in both the like the first Star Trek of the reboot and in Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, I think both times it's like after when a ship is exploding or something's exploding, and then there's just like a r2 unit like you know flinging off into space or getting sucked out of like a, a into the vacuum or something that's really cute oh yeah i'm looking it up and that was now. before he even directed star trek I, i'm i'm seeing that when you were just talking about the into darkness one where it's like an explosion he's getting look like up, ripped away look up the tangent four one with the um, i yeah i did it's crazy in that wild i want to like read the story about it but i i can't like split my focus right now <laughs> save it save it save it okay um got a few more here all right so Kira's fighting style in the movie Solo, which is, you know, if you remember, I know it's hard to remember Solo, but she was the love interest lady who was Amelia yeah, Clark. kind of, yeah. Uh, her fighting style in is a reference to Lucasfilm's Street Fighter video game knockoff called The Masters of Terrace Kasi. That is true, but I didn't know that. It is true. Until recently. Like, someone pointed that out to me. Like, did you catch that, like, whatever reference? And I was like, nope, I do not know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs in Solo. And that was the one yeah. I thought was the weirdest, because why Why would they throw it back to, like, a video game that apparently wasn't even good? <laughs> right. Or, like, that loved or That's, like realistic because it was like Jedi's like slashing each other up with lightsabers, but like they just like took damage like hit at a time, yes. which is like you would get sliced in half. Yeah, and, and and then there were just people fighting with regular martial arts too because it was a street because <laughs> it was a Street Fighter ripoff. Yeah, they were right. like, what are we gonna do with our? Apparently, it was also their first console game, and they were like, let's play it what? safe. Let's just do a, it was on PlayStation like their first actual console game that Lucasfilm. That made. is crazy. Yeah, which ma- which makes me think that there were probably other games that weren't made directly by Lucasfilm maybe um, mm. I don't know I'd have to look it up to, to see but yeah uh, okay we got one more okay if you type in the numbers 1138 on your remote control while watching Revenge of the Sith on DVD you can access a clip of Yoda breakdancing whoa <laughs> I know that's a lot to take in 
It is, and it sounds just like so true because like 2005 was like such a peak time of like DVD fuckery like that. <laughs> <laughs> like any time that uh, the the um oh god, what the hell is his name? Ben Stiller character in Dodgeball like mm-hmm. snapped his fingers if you pressed like the menu button or something, it would like go to an Easter egg or whatever. Um, I, because that's a DVD Easter egg and this is an Easter egg game and it's like so dumb and lame. I, I want to say true, but maybe this is one where you're tricking me and it's actually an attack of the clones or something. Okay. Well, but true. <laughs> it is true. So really just a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah. So the, apparently so, you know, so, uh, you know, George Lucas's directorial debut was the sci-fi short THX one, one, three, eight. Sure. So the numbers one one three eight show up uh, a lot in Star Wars movies all the time in general, yeah. and because of that as well on the DVDs apparently, you can access Easter eggs in all the different DVDs for the prequels. Um, I couldn't find anything about the original DVD or like DVDs of the originals, but for Revenge of the Sith, if you push it in, you'll find there'll be a clip of Yoda Bright dancing, and then I. Th- think this might be so in attack of the clones the ones i found where you could there's one where hayden it's just a blooper reel of hayden christensen falling down a lot and then <laughs> apparently oh one of them as well you can see yoda and the stormtroopers having a casual conversation like they were just off camera just like chatting boy oh boy so that's wild but yeah apparently 1138 comes up a lot in star wars which is kind of neat it's just like george lucas being like remember when i did this thing i'm just gonna keep using this number because i like it yeah which like i'm into that kind of stuff and that's the last one and those are all the star wars easter eggs that is great they do that with a lot of numbers in uh star wars yeah there was one that was like what three two three two seven i think which is like yeah like one of the docking bays or something right and then there's docking bay 94 which i think 94 comes back and there was a lot of other references to Star Wars and other sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. But some of them weren't as fun. And some of them were literally just like, they say the number 327 or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's not. I mean, that's, that's like a, that is like sort of a cute little, you know, Easter egg reference thing. But not as fun to learn about in a game. Yeah, right. And also what I did learn is that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas love referencing each other's shit literally constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like every movie they make, they're like, eh? Eh? Yeah, right. The only other one that I thought was kind of cute and interesting was in Apocalypse Now, which was originally supposed to be directed by George Lucas, and then it was by Francis Ford Coppola. The mm-hmm. um, Harrison Ford has a small role in it, and when she's like uh, Captain Lucas, oh, um, but then they just call him Luke, so it's like a double double Easter. Oh, funny. Yeah, it's great. Anyways, that's those were the Star Wars Easter eggs, and everyone on the internet learn the difference between an Easter egg and a reference. Because yeah, it's I'm like a revival versus a reboot, or a yeah. what was the one that used? To, oh, like a like a team up versus a crossover. Yes, there's yes. God, <laughs> you just made me retroactively angry about that. <laughs> it's not a crossover if you exist in the same universe. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> Just, oh, wow. The things I care about are so stupid. Yeah, man. I I caught myself talking about Star Wars today at work. Like, I mentioned something, and then some person who, like, I work with, but we don't, like, talk about stuff. Like, this was during work. It wasn't, like, at lunch. And they started talking (laughs) about something, too. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to go into this now. (laughs) See, that's how I feel. I feel that way often in the Star Wars conversations. 
I feel that way even more so anytime anyone brings up anything Marvel related because like yeah. that was my big like fanboy like thing, thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Not so much anymore, but like you know, at one point I think I owned like two thousand comic books and like uh, fifteen hundred of those were probably like Marvel ones. Yeah. And the that's probably an exaggeration. No, honestly, that's not really an exaggeration. It was a lot of comic no, books. No, sure. And um, but yeah, anytime anyone would start talking about Marvel, like especially MCU stuff, which like. Not to, I don't want to fake geek girl anybody or like you know <laughs> uh, do any gatekeeping or anything because I think it's great when people are fans of stuff. Absolutely. But like when people would start talking about characters or ideas or um, like fan theories about certain things, I'd be like, no, no, that's <laughs> stupid because it doesn't go with the character. It has nothing to do with the storyline that man. it was initially based on. And I would go into all these different <laughs> things, and I have to just like stop myself from like engaging. And like, I know I I like hear myself have that kind of thought a lot of times too, and it's like, what what are you gonna? What are the you one gonna gain I from think, this, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the one that I remember back before I had, when I had less self control was like getting in like a Twitter fight or something with some one of my friends, like friends who was like Batman could beat Iron Man because he just he just send one electrified battering and they would destroy his suit of armor, and I was like, that's the dumbest shit anyone's <laughs> ever said. You are so stupid. You're a dumb piece of shit. How dare you? <laughs> like, I got so mad. And I'm like, nowadays I would, I think, not engage in that. And I'd just be like, huh, what a fool. Yeah. You'll, you'll never know the, the bliss that I know knowing all of my <laughs> useless knowledge. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I, what was I? I can't remember. I, I recently said something to the effect of, um, actually it's called mansplaining <laughs> like just that's the whole that's it that's the tweet <laughs> yeah actually it's called marvel splaining i feel like yeah. i have been doing that a little bit one of my friends is just now well i think i told you about this a little bit the other day is just now watching all the mcu movies because oh, yeah, yeah. she missed them the first time around and then watched endgame <laughs> for some reason i thought it was really good and then now is going back and watching everything and i'm like that's the wildest way to get into these movies um, but it's interesting because she's experiencing the full range of emotions that like the rest of the world did between 2008 and 2018. Yeah, right. And I'm I'm witnessing it in like in the time that she takes to watch them. And so her like she texted me and was like, "So who who side are you on in like in Civil War, Captain America, Civil War?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> I was like Captain America, Steve. He's the one. He's like obviously. I mean, like it's not like it's not like Tony is entirely in the wrong. It's just like Steve's makes more sense." And she was like, no, oh my God, no, Iron Man is obviously in the right here. Steve sucks and Winter Soldier sucks. And then like several, like a day later, she was like, so I told my other friends who watched about the conversation we had and they all also are on Team Cap and apparently everyone <laughs> in the world is and I don't know how I am the only one. And I was like, I don't either. Maybe because you're watching it 10 years after it was made or whatever. Not 10 years, but anyway, I digress. So the Easter Bunny, right? Oh, God, man. We have just done so many episodes in a row where, like, the title of the episode is just not reflected in the content of the hey, episode. Honestly, I think the first half of this was pretty... We did a pretty good job. We That's talked a true. lot about we holiday I mascots. Mean, we, we did that thing where something is, like, definitely not very Star Wars, so we, like, justified a lot of kind of bizarre abstract things, like the fact oh. that... Um, Kids buy into the fiction both knowingly, but then also they enjoy the fiction for what it is. Wait, Mike, I got a, I got, I got, I got a ringer right here. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah, yeah. And you might remember this from my Halloween defense. Uh oh. Costume, practical effects. Practical effects. Mm -hmm. Those eggs, practical effects. Those eggs that are costume, all practical. Practical effects. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. That might be the ringer for me. Uh, it's really colorful. Very co- this is a weird one because it's like one figure. It's like a character, and I don't think of we've done, like, like a, character a greater before. holiday. Yeah, right. And like, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. There, like, there was like a bunny character in Star Wars comics. Yeah, there was a bunny Jedi. Yeah. No bangers. There's not any really good Easter songs. No, no, not a single banger. There's some sneaking around if you're hiding the eggs, I guess. That's true. Um, yeah, right. What are some of our go-tos? Sneaking around like a pastiche or like a collage of, of other things. It's kind of, this it's, one is definitely like, hey, we got the Santa Claus thing going. Let's right. let's do another one. And it's sort of a cultural pastiche because it's like we got some Christian stuff in there, but there's also some like old-timey European, like more pagan like mm-hmm. imagery and like some German stuff. So, I mean, it's culturally a little bit of a pastiche, but, you know, I don't know. I think this is, since it's, just one, since it's a, a mascot, it's like how Star Wars is Captain Crunch, you know? Right. And, like, probably more than the Easter Bunny because he's yeah. a captain. Yeah, exactly. And he's more corporate where it's like he's selling stuff, you know? Yes. The Easter Bunny's not selling anything. The Easter Bunny's right. image is being used to sell things. Sure. But the Easter Bunny's just trying to give you some, some candy or, like, dollars one time i was at this easter egg hunt where there was a 50 dollar bill in one of the easter eggs what? and that was so fucked up that is crazy like it was so fucked up because it was like the rest of us got candy and they told they told us they were like one of them's got a 50 in it and we were like this is just turned into the hunger games like we're all about to kill each right, other right because remember more money. children the true meaning of the day jesus gave his life so that you are saved of of sin no. um <laughs> So everyone try to kill each other to get the one egg that you're going to be the winner. <laughs> it has $50 in it, which is more money than any of you have ever seen because you're than eight Jesus years old. Jesus ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could, if you invested this money now in the year 1999, you could pay for your college in the year 2010, probably. Yeah. And even if you didn't, that you could buy a lot of action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I... It's going to be a lower score. It's going to be a lower score. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think my unit of measurement is going to be... I don't want to just say eggs because I feel like that's boring. I mean, you can say eggs. That's what the Easter I'm Bunny do peeps. does. I'm going to do peeps. Oh, peeps. There you go. Oh, um, peeps. I'm going to do um, like just perfect little outfits. <laughs> like the one you're writing on a in that perfect picture. little boy. <laughs> I I am gonna text you whenever I edit this episode and remind you to yes. post the that picture because it's so good, listeners. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's just as terrible and sad and cute as Mike described it to be, <laughs> and it it was a joy and and also just like so heart wrenching to see it. <laughs> uh, it was very good. Much better um, than the. Uh, Awful Nicholas Cage abs that I sent Mike a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh man, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, so sorry that I exposed you to that. Um. Okay. So, um, my perfect little outfits. Um, <laughs> perfect little outfits. <laughs> there's another like really fun, cute little picture of little me that I have like on my phone, like usually kind of at the ready. And the reason <laughs> I say that is because. This is going to get the Easter Bunny perfect little outfit and then that perfect little outfit. And that's freaking it, dude. This is a two. <laughs> yes, yes. I was going to say the same. Yeah, this is two peeps because that's as many as I want to eat ever. And I think maybe that I've eaten in my entire life. Um, Because it's just, I mean, 
all the things we said, I think take it up from a one, but it, you know, it's, it's a character. It's not like sci-fi. It's not based on a proper, like a, it's not a media property. It's just, right. you know, it's just it's sort a, of like culturally known. And, and that is kind of all it gets like yeah. as, in terms of being like, like star Wars, everybody's heard of it, you know, for the most part, I, maybe that's an exaggeration. I don't know. But I feel like the uh, the amount of people who have heard of and know about the Easter Bunny is like coincidental with the amount of people who know about Star Wars. <laughs> yes, I think you're. I think that is. It might not be the same people, but like, say it's you know, the, what there's seven billion people on Earth. Say like f- four billion people like know about the Easter Bunny, and probably the same amount know about Star Wars. That's p- probably not the right number, but. I don't know. I what, like, are we going to fact check our fucking podcast? <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, like the whole Western world and like any Christian nation or like not nation, but any nation that has Christianity in it is probably going to be familiar with the Easter Bunny because it's going to be familiar with the concept of Easter. So like anything that has access to Western media is going to know about the Easter Bunny at least a little bit in the same way that anything that has access to Western media is going to know about Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, hey, that's a two. That's a two. It's a friggin' two. It's a friggin' two. Um, Speaking of a friggin' two, we just got a squatty potty. Um, hey, do you want us on the internet? <laughs> do we we have talked about the squatty potty before because we talked about it in the Shark Tank episode, and it really is what turned oh, yeah. me around on the whole concept of Shark Tank because I I am a squatty potty diehard fan. I think yeah. they're the best, and they're so good. Yeah, they're it's really great. <laughs> Anytime I have to live somewhere that doesn't have a squatty potty, I hate my life. I, I thought what you were going to say was anytime I live in a place that doesn't have a squatty potty, I build one. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I could pretty easily. That's why everyone who like, they're like, you can just use two coffee cans. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I want to have a cool thing with a name. Two coffee cans. That's hilarious. Yeah. What am I a fucking like, what am I a peasant? No, <laughs> I'm going to buy it online and get it shipped to me. This has been week two of our holiday month. Yeah. Do you want to cover another rodent next week, maybe? Yeah, if there's any more. Mickey Mouse. Oh, Hall- the famous holiday of the Mickey <laughs> Mouse. Steamboat Willie. Steamboat, old Willie of the steamboat himself. So if you want us on the internet. We have an email address. It's mm-hmm. agoodpodcast at gmail.com. You could also find us on Twitter and Instagram at How Star Wars Is It. That's right. And we are also on Twitter at Mike Gospel and at The Josiah Man. Uh, you can see our projects there. Yas. Um, what else? Tell a friend. Rate and review. Yes. Word of mouth is the best way to spread um, the word about a podcast and get to get those uh, uh, get more people interested in it. So yeah, word of like mouth show, is good of mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you like the show and your friends are also weird and goofy and like minded and would like to listen to us sort of talk about a topic for a while <laughs> and try to relate back to Star Wars. Just then, play them the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the, Josiah the, says, hey, here's what our podcast is about if you want to tell your friend. <laughs> at, yeah, once you mem- memorize it and then lip sync it <laughs> and then play it from your phone, but then move your mouth like you're saying it. And if you don't remember every word, just move your mouth up and down like a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> yeah. And then if they like, like bah, bah, that, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> if they like the fact that you did that, they're definitely going to like the show. So then like, wait, let me clarify, play the audio and actually at the same time, go, go bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go bah, 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 I swear, if someone gets video of, if someone else 
taking out their phone, playing the beginning of this episode like through the speaker of their phone, and at the same time going ba ba ba, and they sent us that video. Like I will send you like money. <laughs> yeah, you'll get you'll get the uh, the giveaway that we still haven't sent out because yeah. that would be the best thing we've ever received. <laughs> oh my god. Um, is there anything else that we need to no, wrap up? Let's get out of here. All right, it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. It so is like time we for Tubby Bye Bye. Say, we love you. And may the fourth, fourth be with, with you. you. Happy Bye. holidays. <laughs>